Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report, powered by Caliber Mind. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce Joy Martinez. Joy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Kamala. So excited to be here. So I'm Senior Director of Marketing Operations at CS2 Marketing. We're a marketing ops agency kind of based all over. We have people in every time zone now here in the U.S. So (laughs) I joined CS2 about six weeks ago, but I come from a long history of marketing ops, uh, demand gen, and also both in-house roles, consulting, and independent consulting experience. So a little bit about my background. Wonderful. Wonderful. And as we were talking, it's interesting. You were talking about your passion for finding people's strengths. And I love that because I think a lot of us tend to focus on our weaknesses and try to improve that as opposed to playing up to our strengths. So if you could give us a little bit about how you found that passion. Yeah. So it all kind of started back in like 2008, 2009, 10. Um, I was working for a company that was, let's just say a little toxic work environment. (laughs) And as I was like kind of working there and thinking, my, like there's got to be better enjoyment and just better cultures out there and things like that. And I would kind of escape on my lunch break to a local bookstore and just like, you know, eat lunch and dive into books and stuff. And I was always drawn to strengths-based, you know, development, um, books on company culture and employee engagement and things like that. And so, and then while I worked there, I'll also was getting my master's in business at the time. So I was taking classes too on culture and organizational uh, behavior and development. And so it was kind of a unique experience of like seeing what I knew, you know, could be out there, uh, but then kind of experiencing the opposite, you know, where I worked. But that kind of led me at the very start of my strengths journey. Um, but then eventually I decided I was done commuting over an hour to work and wanted to work remote. So I started my remote working journey about nine years ago. And after that role, um, I, and kind of when I got that role, I was interested in, um, consulting and, uh, you know, fell in love with Marketo and marketing operations. And it was during that time that I decided to go independent and um, just to consult on my own. And when I started that, I was like, wow, I could work like half the amount of hours that I was working before, replaced my income that I was working full time. And then I still had like half the amount, you know, 20 hours a week to like still do something else. And so I could have, you know, continued to get more and more consulting clients, but my strengths passion just was so loud at the time that I decided to um, do strengths-based coaching for online entrepreneurs, online coaches, business coaches, things like that. So I actually got asked to speak um, at Grand Valley State University, which is a local university here in Michigan, at their leadership conference. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to use this as an excuse to kind of kick off my strengths business and do it on strengths. And so that's what I spoke on. And I left the company I was working at. They were actually my first client and they were going through a merger at the time. And so I kind of like went off in this independent self-employed world of like half my time doing Marketo consulting and half my time doing strengths-based coaching. And so I could kind of have the best of both worlds of, you know, my, my passion for marketing ops and Marketo and then my passion for strengths. And I did that for um, over about a year and a half before I joined an agency to consult um, at an agency. But yeah, that's kind of the start of my strengths journey. And I've just kind of carried it, 
carried it on through since, but... Oh, that's great. It's so nice to hear somebody else have a really positive experience with freelancing. I loved it. It was fantastic. It's funny how company culture is something you can't really, it's hard to define and point at and say that's a good culture versus that's a bad culture. But once you're in a bad culture, <laughs> you everyone feels it. <laughs> it, it impacts everything. Yeah. So going back to strengths and weaknesses, if I would love to hear just a little bit about why strengths versus weaknesses, why not focus on the weaknesses, just the philosophy behind that. Yeah. So, I mean, strengths-based development, um, was really kind of coined by, uh, Jim Clifton, um, from, uh, he's a part of the Clifton strengths with Gallup and he's kind of known as like the grandfather of, of strengths, if you will. And, you know, it, there's been studies done, um, tons of research done uh, by Gallup and other organizations that, you know, prove that, you know, developing what you are already naturally and innately good at, um, and putting investment of time and resources and education in those areas are going to make you more productive, higher performing, happy all of the above compared to fixing weaknesses. And so it's not to say that you're just going to completely ignore your weaknesses. Like you still need to be knowledgeable about what your weaknesses are and how you're going to find support for those. But you're definitely not going to spend, and it's really not recommended to spend time fixing them. So yeah, I just love that, you know, philosophy, um, I guess, and found it to just ring true for myself. Yeah. I feel like our culture really emphasizes identifying weaknesses and just beating ourselves up over them. You know, like the internal, I should do this differently. I shouldn't do this. We should ourselves as, as a good friend of mine says, and I just love that saying, but yeah, the returns on focusing on the strengths are just far higher. I, I love that you're pointing that out. So people listening, you know, and it, it, let's just face reality. It's really hard for us to identify our own strengths and weaknesses. What kind of tools can they use to help them identify particularly their strengths? Yeah. And it's so true. It's really hard to see, you know, our own, our own strengths. Sometimes <laughs> it's very easy to look at somebody else and say, Oh my gosh, I wish I, you know, was good at that or could do that. So there's lots of different tools. There's, um, you know, things that cost money, things that are free, lots of different ways. So I personally, um, coached with and love, uh, the Clifton strengths through Gallup. It's like, like 30 bucks or 50 if you want your full 34 rank and can see, you know, but it's, if you just want your top five to see what your like top most natural talents are, um, I think it's like $30. Also like Myers-Briggs, I know a lot of companies, like I can't tell you how many times I've done the disc profile. <laughs> 16personalities.com is a nice site um, and you can get a lot for free on there. And that kind of mimics Myers-Briggs in a lot of ways, um, but you do get a lot of information on that website website. There's the Enneagram, Colby, you name it. There's a lot of assessments out there. Um, the reason I like Clifton Strengths is because it's really looking at the natural way that you think, feel, and behave. So it's like, if you think about how you work and um, what you bring to the table in work, in life, your interactions with others. Um, so for me, that one um, really resonates, but you can even just do exercises like just, you know, kind of thinking on your own, like 
one thing I would always recommend to clients was to do the peaks and pits exercise. I don't know if you were younger and your parents ever like sat at the kitchen table and was like, what was your peak of the day? What was your pit of the day? Or, you know, if you think about like your gains and drains, you know, um, what things like, you know, gave you energy and, you know, added to your battery and what things depleted it. So just thinking through those things usually help you identify kind of like the things that really light you up. And so, for example, like I'll even... Uh, you know, suggest kind of getting at the core things. So even if you're thinking like, let's talk like marketing ops, because that's what I'm in, like, okay, list imports. It's not the list import itself that, that to me finds like is draining. It's like, like what's behind the list import? Well, I don't really like just like boring monotony and like that feels like that to me, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, really thinking of like what brings you energy, what takes away your energy can help you identify a lot. And then asking others too is helpful. Like just, you know, asking others like, hey, what do you see in me that I, that you see as a, you know, just a natural talent in myself and, you know, what I'm good at and things like that. Because you can be, like I said, others can usually see it in you first but you can also be really talented like you can be really good at something and it can still drain you so um, those are usually like learned behaviors or like where you're kind of forcing yourself to like step up to the plate and not your natural zone but then like you know like I could give a speech to a hundred people you know or a thousand people and I could probably go on stage and do that and but I would want to prep ahead of time and there'd be like the natural way that I would want to prepare for that. And then afterwards, I'd be pretty drained, right? Like that's not my natural go-to. Um, and so, you know, you got to really think about not just what you're good at, but like, does it bring you energy and joy and excitement when you're doing it? And how do you feel after you're doing it? Wow. You're talking about the thought process I went through right before my career change. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good also if you're having a midlife crisis or you're getting ready to have a career change or trying to really figure out like, what do I want to do with my life? <laughs> you know, it's so true. I think I had listened to uh, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg, which is a, I recommend it to everybody. But during one of the last chapters, he talks through really evaluating what you don't like, why you don't like it, and what the alternatives may be. And it forced me to do this whole, like, you know, I really enjoy writing. I'm kind of getting burned out on the operational aspect. I love technology. What about writing about technology? And it was just like this whole light bulb moment. So I really recommend... Yeah. <laughs> Light bulb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything that brings mindfulness to the table and just being aware of what brings you joy. I, I love that. And it's so fitting. Okay. So what do you think is some of the psychology and social norms that go into us having a hard time spotting our strengths and weaknesses? Yeah. So, I mean, one, like your strength is usually a natural talent. That's very just innate to who you are. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you're born with it. Like, I mean, they can change slightly over time, but I've taken the Strengths Finder a million times or the Clifton Strengths as now it's called. Um, I've taken, I am the same no matter what personality assessment, talent assessment, strengths assessment you give me, like I am the same. And because those things are so innately natural to us, they sometimes come very easy to us. And so because they're easy, we don't really like give them credit for what they are. Like, 
if you think about like, you know, how easy it would be for somebody with a strength in communication or like on the Clifton Strengths, there's one called woo, which means winning others over. And like, those are the types of people that can just step in the room, like the light shines on them, you know, like everybody's just drawn to those types of people and they, they have no problem having, you know, conversations and stuff like that with complete strangers. And you know, because that's so innately natural to them, like they may not even realize that that's a talent of their own um, until somebody that doesn't have it, that that's not innately natural, you know, points it out. And it's like, oh, well, I'm not that way, you know, but then it also kind of like makes you, you know, like you start to kind of like point fingers and go, oh, I wish I had that strength or like, I wish I was good at that. Like I've had some clients before that, you know, they'll take the Clifton strengths and then they, you know, they get their top five or whatever. And then they, they're like, man, like I was really hoping I'd have that or I'd have this or like, they're like envy over the other talents that they don't have. And so like one thing that I really focus on is like, first you have to discover and know what your strengths are, understand what they mean. And then you can truly appreciate them because if you don't know a, what they are or like B what they really mean, it's really hard to really appreciate them. And if you don't have appreciation for what makes you so unique and what you bring to the table, it's really hard to like fully leverage them like in your business and in your life and in your career. So like you, you definitely need those steps um, in order to kind of make your, your strength shine, if you will. There is kind of like a nuance with with strengths that um, there's like a, a strength zone, like where you like are leveraging them so well, like, you know, everything is in tune, you know, um, the, like if you think of tuning a radio and you finally get to that station, like an old radio, I'm probably showing my age, like an old radio <laughs> where you're tuning the station and it gets clear, right? And it gets clear, like that's what it's like. But like there's some fuzzy zones where like you are underdeveloped with your talents. Like you just don't invest enough time using them. You don't know what they are. And so like you're using them a little like haphazard, if you will. There's also like a second tier to that where it's like even worse, where it's kind of known as like a frozen talent or a frozen strength, like where there's like gender-based norms and cultural norms and things that influence our strengths. And so like for a female, on Clifton strengths, if they have like command in their top five or competition or self-assurance, like, you know, they may think that they need to kind of step down a little bit and be smaller and not like, you know what I mean? And then for the opposite, like for males, like if they have positivity or empathy, good Lord, if they have empathy, right? Like in their top five, like, does that mean that they're weak? And so there's all these like, things that go into it that influence how our strengths show up in ourselves because oftentimes like we will kind of cater to the situation which is not what you want to do but like it just naturally people do that um, especially if they aren't very aware of their strengths and appreciate their own and have confidence with them they'll let those gender and cultural norms kind of like seep into their strengths and, and how they come come to fruition. And then the opposite side of that is kind of like overusing a strength. Like I have achiever in my top five, a 
of course, like I, I also have maximizer, which wants to do really excellent work. And so like, you know, if I'm overusing it, I can burn out. I feel exhausted. Like I'm kind of a workhorse, you know, and then that's when it's like in a place where it's not very good. And there are some talents that like intensify other talents. So maximizer and focus on the Clifton strengths. If you're very good at, you were really wanting excellent work, um, or you're very good at like just focusing and honing in on things, those two talents amplify any other talent that you have. So like, if you have those two, like just know that they can amplify things you know, learner um, and input often go together and they can intensify each other. So input is like, you know, wanting to know all the things, having the information, collecting information, knowing things like you're always usually like I, I always say those people are like the ones that have 100 tabs open on Chrome, right? Because they're just busy researching and learning and studying and collecting information and like they're very intensified. Um, I have both in my top 10 so they can and intensify each other. So like those places of intensity with talents can get interesting and then just like overusing them or like leaning too far into one and not letting your other talents around them even support, you know, support each other. So yeah, that was a long winded answer, but that's kind of like how I see like why it's so easy to like see what you don't have. Uh, because if you're in those states of letting other influences kind of take over, and you're underdeveloped or you're overusing, they look sometimes like weaknesses. You might be like, man, like I'm, I'm always burned out. I'm whatever. And it's like, well, yes, achiever can be a really good thing. Like that's really positive, but you're overusing it. So it feels negative. And so that's like one thing I would always help my clients understand is like how to find that balance, like find that right tune on the radio so that it's just very clear and not, not fuzzy. For sure. And and this is such a great segue into a trend I've seen, and I'm going to generalize a bit because I see this happening with women a little bit more than men. It's not that men don't do it, but not as frequent. Turning down a promotion. So I think there's a lot of things that feed into that, and I've been guilty of it myself. I, I keep thinking it's more responsibility than I want, all these different things, and then I end up doing the job anyway without the title. So what do you think feeds into that and how can we avoid that scenario yeah oh man i've probably seen this way too much i mean whether it comes to promotions or just like ooh, like second guessing if you should go after something you know a different type of role um heaven forbid if you want to like get into a a different route than like what your career has been you're right in that females I've seen it too, that females tend to do it way more than men. And I think like the first thing is like, don't underestimate the appreciation of your appreciation of your own uh, strengths and talents. Like you've really got to like appreciate them and be mindful about them to gain confidence around it. And once you have that confidence though, like it's a lot easier to like, I got really good, um, at knowing what mine were, what they meant. Like I will own it and I know what I'm really good at and I know what I'm not as good at or what's not as natural to me. And I would own that, you know, in interviews and stuff. And, and uh, it's almost like, you know, when people talk about practicing, like, your interview questions or like even what to put on your resume to, you know, stand out from everybody else. Um, I always include my strengths. 
and I always talk about them and I'll always twist a question around to go back to speaking about them because I know that's what I'm really good at. And if you're focusing on and confidently speaking to what your talents and strengths are, the other person is going to perceive and feel that as well. And so, yeah, I think kind of, uh, I call it personal power, self uh, actualization, mindfulness, whatever you want to think about it. Um, you really need that in order to see your strengths, have competence, confidence, like, and it all goes together in order to really advocate for yourself, really. I love it. So I know I'm going to be Clif- checking out the Clifton Strengths after this. We'll put links to resources in the show notes. Joy, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you online to network? Yeah, I mean, probably the best place to find me is LinkedIn. I'll give you my, my username. It's linkedin.com slash in slash Joy Martinez MBA. And I look forward to connecting with everybody. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. And for those of you watching or listening or watching to the show, please like, follow, subscribe, and tell two friends. It really does make a difference. And for those of you looking for more great content like this, check out calibermind.com.